The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. Joining me today is Lorenz Esposito, who is the founder of SearchX, which is the Robin Hood of SEO. SearchX is a results-driven SEO partner harnessing data-driven SEO strategies for business growth. Yesterday, Lorenz and I talked about how SEO is evolving. Today, we're going to continue our conversation and discuss the power of content with SEO. This podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Lorenz Esposito, the founder of SearchX. Lorenz, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back again for day two. Oh, great. Perfect. You know, yesterday was a lot of fun. We really talked about where SEO is evolving. I loved your, your framing around how AI is not just really about utility of scale, but utility around impact and how you use it in your existing content process and how it's not necessarily there to displace all the content writers, but really to help us become more efficient. We talked about tech SEO and where platforms are at. And, and, and I really felt like both of those conversation pieces were critical, especially to small business owners. Right? And we don't spend enough time on this show talking to small business owners and, and how SEO can impact their businesses. But content is obviously a really key component to that, right? And, and there's a lot of different ways of looking at content. At SearchX, uh, the agency you're at, Lorenz, I'd love to get a perspective on what do you guys think about when, when it comes to content? How do you plan around content, in particular to the nature of the types of companies you all service? Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. Um, I would start off by saying, you know, just to give you a little range of the industries that we're working in. There's the event rental business. There's the plumbing and HVAC. There's the the venue business. So very localized, in, even to the Charleston market. 
and one of the big aspects that, you know, a lot of these small businesses are kind of lacking is that online presence, right? They're able to create the website on their own, which has gone this far, their Google My Business. But the side that they don't quite understand is they think that they can just get into you know content just by writing whatever they feel is, you know, right. But the side of it where is there is SEO content where you do need to do your keyword research. You need to understand what people are searching for. What are their pain points? How can you kind of position yourself as the solution to them by creating content? Now, the way that I always viewed blog content when it comes to creating a house and having a party at your own house is blogs are meant to invite people to your house. By having a good blog and good individual topics, you're now extending the invite out to you know hundreds of thousands of people, whatever the, you know the topic might be, to come to your party. Now that's our way of kind of lead generation at the same time, and simultaneously with it, which a lot of our clients miss the the boat on, is that's how you start to position yourself as an authority mm. uh, within the industry. So it kind of works twofold, where you're creating blog content to acquire new customers. But you're also showing the search engines that you're a topical authority in this space and that you are the solution that people can use in the Charleston market or whatever market you might be in. No, I love that. And, and you brought up that last piece there that I think is so critical. And we just don't spend enough time talking about it, which is the market, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things that's unique is that every market is special in its own way, right? You might be able to talk about plumbing or you might be able to talk about landscaping or these other things. but Every market is genuinely specialized to the circumstances of the environment, the circumstances of the, the the types of communities that are there. And like those elements really should be reflective in the content that you create. So how do you all leverage that power, that power of the market to make content useful? Yeah, I would probably say a lot of the stuff that we end up producing for our clients Knowing the market you're in, knowing the city, the state, knowing the seasonality of even the weather, right? That can all play an effect into what kind of plumbing content am I creating on a monthly basis? What kind of uh, event rental content am I creating on a monthly basis, right? Because there's winter dinner parties, there's summer dinner parties. There's going to be frozen pipes and there's going to be water heater issues. So it's kind of developing that strategy around what are people going to be looking for and when? And when do we also start to publish that content? And to your point about how do you kind of include the market and, you know, kind of the surrounding areas within that, it's finding, you know, finding that opportunity where how can you talk about other local businesses too that can kind of feed into supporting what you're trying to say within your content, right? So if we're talking about commercial content for a plumbing company that, you know, we worked with, we would probably maybe talk about some of the commercial buildings in the area that use us, right? So now that really hones in as an example to other people who come to our website and say, oh, they work with X, Y, and Z apartments. Now, within that knowledge, that also is going to help other people inquire about us if that's what they're looking for, while simultaneously showing the search engines, we are as local as it gets. Right. We are working in this market. You can't, you know, you can't mess that up. So that, that was kind of the cool things that we started to implement and start to really see that skyrocket growth month to month. I love it. That's This is a really unique point, which is like building community trust is one of the most important foundational elements of small business SEO, right? And that is that you're creating these reference points, these checkpoints of like, I'm associated to this company. I have a partnership here. I have a client here. Those little endpoints really create that kind of 
authority for for a small business to be relevant in in a local market. So mm-hmm. it's 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 such a key to the content success. Now the reality is is Google's changing fast, and we're seeing Google make a ton of investments in the local space, and both within their own core products like Google Maps and local finders, mm-hmm. but even more broadly, like just what they surface as as a top ranking website and how they prioritize who shows up. How are how are you, Lorenz, looking at that changing landscape in Google and, and how are you supporting your clients with that effort? Yeah, so I, I will even use my own company as an example for this. We launched three months ago. We didn't even create much content up until December if maybe eight to 10 blogs and not even localized content, just about SEO content in general, how to do keyword research, how to do SEO for lawyers, uh, SEO for plumbers, et cetera. We managed to get onto the map pack for three uh, key terms, search engine optimization, Charleston SC, very quickly. There are businesses that have been around in Charleston for 20, 30 years. And somehow search X is now the number one on the map pack, right? So I think it really does come down to where is your actual office even located? Because the map pack does, it can show you to a lot of different places, but it's really going to drive in from where's your office that pin it on the map. So that's why I very, I, I very much stress to my clients, if we're a Charleston company, let's make sure we're targeting the surrounding communities, Mount Pleasant, Keough Island, Daniel Island. Having that kind of over, you know, that overarching strategy helps us become more present in different areas while it's still local, right? And I'd say, you know, like there's a lot that's changing on the Google My Business page. Um, you know, I started seeing emojis popping up now um, with a few service items. Uh, so like I, there's things that I'm still learning every day. And, you know, is that something I want to implement? I don't know yet. Uh, you know, with my event rental company, do I want to put a chair emoji next to table and chairs uh, rentals? I don't know yet. Maybe it's something that we will do. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, still learning all about it. Uh, and I'd say that, you know, we're always keeping our, our ear to the floor on, you know, what's changing this, this landscape over here. Because you're right, it is changing every single day. You know, if new software is coming out, Google's updating everything. All we can do is just kind of hold on and, you know, make sure we're doing the best we can to keep, keep them in check. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
Absolutely. So with respect to content, moving back to that topic, you know, there's so much emphasis given to, to scale or cadence. And what I mean by those two words is that when you hear a lot of SEOs, even web, you know, masters or, or web developers, and, and obviously business owners will often get fixated with like how often or how much content they should be producing, mm-hmm. right? So is it 10 blog posts a week or is it 10,000 blog posts a week? And we AI all of them, right? How do you thread that needle and, and define what the volume and cadence, cadence being when stuff should get published versus scale, how much of it should be published? How do you, how do you navigate that with, with, with small businesses? Yeah, it's tough, right? Because they want to make sure their bottom line is being taken care of and that they're, they're seeing a return on their monthly spend with me, right? And that's, it is, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, typically months one through three, sometimes three through six, sometimes six through eight. And the way you kind of can keep them in check is by making sure they're aware of what the expectations are and kind of what how we should be moving. What are the statistics you show them? It's not to say we don't want revenue coming through the door in month one, but realistically, if they're not ranking for any sort of business keywords that are relevant to their revenue, we need to start prioritizing that first. Right. And that can take a while depending on the competitive density of a market, right? So trying to find that balance between an understanding and patience with the client is definitely one that's difficult. But when you do get that buy-in, uh, it makes it all the all the sweeter. And that content cadence that you kind of you know you touched upon is my sweet spot has been around six blogs a month. It keeps the budget within within reason, but you start to see movement very quickly, especially if the client is open to you know having me publish content on their social media platforms as well to kind of drive that that full circle marketing there too. So I, I found that you know the cadence can typically be about two blogs a week you know, one to two a week, usually aiming for six, at least in a month, uh, is kind of my sweet spot right now. Right. And obviously, clients' budgets vary. So there are clients who are only doing two blogs a month. Um, there's clients who are only doing one. So as long as they understand the smaller the budget too, the smaller the content production and the cadence, it's an elongated process where what you could see in three months on a ramped up uh, strategy, you might not see that till nine months down the road. And that's just, the, it's the way of the, you know, it's the way of the SEO. It's the way it works. Fair enough. And with respect to this content piece, right? Like one additional thing that, that comes to mind here is, you know, the key pages that are the, the service pages of these companies, right? You know, think of like the services they offer, the products they offer. And this is one of those areas where in SEO, I think we, we get really fixated when we, when we get into that rhythm of like publishing every week. And then we're like doing something that's trying to do creative content for the market or for that specific target audience. It's great, but we, we sometimes forget like the, the, the workhorses of these websites are the services pages or the offering pages or the about us pages. How often are you thinking about going back to revisit those? So typically with any first engagement with a client, my first step is always let's take a look at the site holistically. How are specific keywords that are relevant to your business ranking for each page? Are you lacking? Are you strong, weak, or medium in different areas? How are your service pages lining up at the moment, especially with your competitors? So that's typically the first thing we'll do is create fresh body content is a page that has no rankings. But if it's a page with medium to strong, maybe we'll just tweak things a little bit because look, you got this far to maybe fifth or eighth uh, ranking of Google. 
but why aren't you first? So there's some optimizations that can come into play there, right? Do we add another two subtopics in there? Uh, you know, a few H2s that can kind of really bring it home for you. We don't know yet. We obviously have to dive into that. But I would say we, we frequently will at least check it, you know, one to, I'd say every quarter, just to make sure that, hey, things aren't really falling behind. If there's something that's falling behind, maybe it's because we actually don't have enough blog content that's supporting it, right? So we try to find the balance of let's at least get this first pillar page, this first service page optimized as best as we can. And then we support it with, you know, five to six blogs, right? Let's hammer home uh, emergency plumbers in Charleston with six blogs, right? We'll talk about the signs and solutions, uh, who to call for water leak. And we, that's all we do is funnel it into that page so that that page now has a little bit of juice and it has roots that are kind of stuck in the ground. So that this page, you know, in the form of a tree can start to grow. And that's kind of how we water it. We create all this content that's supporting it. <laughs> Love it. That's great. Uh, transitioning over to, to SearchX Pro and like you, you, you guys' business, you know, love to know why you're focusing on small businesses and these, you know, this community within SEO. What, what drew you to that, that segment and, and got you guys started there? Yeah. So f- for me, I guess one of the bigger things having worked with a lot of major corporations you know, in the US. Um, it's that, you know, it's nice to have that human interaction with these small businesses and really seeing it move the needle for them. Because when it moves the needle for them, as a small business too, it is moving the needle for me. And if they can see growth, and you know, it's not just about the money, but it's about making someone's life a little bit better, right? If, you know, this plumber who's never even seen, you know, SEO before, and he's like, Hey, I just got 15 calls this month. I didn't even know that could happen. That is a huge, like, that's like, that's just like love you feel in your body. Like for this, <laughs> like it works, you know, yeah. it goes beyond business, but as humans, you know, being able to actually just attract and be kind to people. And, you know, the way that I've always looked at it too, with these types of businesses is that look, can they compete with these 10 to 15 to $20,000 budgets, monthly budgets? No. But what we can do is do the best that we can with what you have and do what these bigger companies don't do, right? A bigger company like Nike, for example, wouldn't want to target a really, really long search query, right? With zero search volume. But you know what? That might move the needle just one or two clients, you know, one or two calls for, you know, my local plumbing company. So that's something that we would try to look for. And that's how we kind of get super creative with our keyword research to be in those areas that these major companies don't really sweat about. But little do they know, that is how you get to that level. <laughs> right. No, that's amazing. And when it comes to supporting this this category, right, this this segment of businesses, where do you think the future is going to be here for SEO? And I asked that from a couple of different perspectives. You know, in, in America here, small businesses is the lion's share of, of our growth, of our economy. And there's a lot of emphasis to like think about small businesses and automate processes or try to simplify these processes to do scale because there are so many businesses. When you hear that, what do you think? And, and where do you think this, this category of small business SEO is going to go? Yeah, I think typical with what I've been, you know, these this small businesses, no matter what the industry, service-based, product-based, I think there's going to be a huge emphasis on kind of Hey, we SEO is is a need to have. It's not like a nice to have. It's a need to have. Um, and I think it's a huge wake up call because everyone is seeing AI. Everyone's seeing ChatGPT, Bard, and these tools. Everyone's saying, "Oh, I wish I'd gone into like I wish like we had this when I was younger." Well, 
you have it now. So let's use it to our advantage, you know, where we can. And I think a lot of small businesses are going to have to start leveraging these tools because they can't make up 20 years of experience or 20 years of having a domain. But what they can do is they can speed up the process. Like I said earlier or yesterday was speed up the process with certain, you know, softwares and, you know, creating a process that helps to transport their traffic into something more greater and kind of having that, having this all set up and having a good stack of, you know, how SEO can kind of work for them is how they can ultimately, you know, become that bigger, bigger dog, I would say, in their own industry and become a competitor, you know, with bigger and more competitive, dense keywords down the line. So, I mean, it's definitely interesting. It's a good question. I probably don't have all the answers either. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. But I'll, I'll be, I'll be keeping my ear down there to see. Awesome. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Voices Search Podcast. A big thank you to Lorenz Esposito, the founder of SearchX, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Lorenz, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website, searchxpro.com. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 